He's bound and down, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm he's bound up like no bandit run. Geocache Talk Podcast is sponsored by FTF Magazine. FTF Magazine can be found at ftfgeocacher.com and by IB Geocaching Supplies. The best site for geocoins, cache containers, and much more can be found at ibgeocaching.com and by Cashly. Cashly is the foremost geocaching app and can be found at cashly.com. Please make sure and let these fine sponsors know that you appreciate their support of the show. Hey everyone, it's time for a special midweek geocache talk. Whether you're at work, in the car, wherever you are, we hope you enjoy the show. Please give it a like and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play so you can get all the weekly geocache talk goodness. Big thanks to the Travel Bugs for the music and our patrons, Doug Jones, Joshua and Caleb Slinkard, Tom Brotherman, Jeff Arbaugh, Deborah Burris, Joshua the Geocaching Vlogger, Nick Hubbard, Andrew Tiepkin, Cecilia Perez, Sydney Sawyer, Valena Mahar, Jane Jewell, Dana Pugach, Memphis Mafia, Craig Michelle, the Geo Gearheads, Zach Fick, the Deadliest Cashers, and our new patrons, Tim Turrell, Neil Moore, and Molly the Geocaching Dog. If you'd like to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash geocachetalk for more details. Patrons get path tags, coins, and other geocaching swag during the year, as well as invites to special events only for patrons. Support levels start at as little as $3 a month. Well, let me start by welcoming our hosts, our other, other hosts, uh, <laughs> Sydney. Hello. And Jesse. Good evening. Yeah, we're all co-hosts, so it's kind of like we're the other hosts that are hosting. You're gonna as have well. to learn to accept it eventually, Gary. I know. I'm. I'm. I'm okay with it. Uh, I've He's already, fumbling I, over his words over there. He doesn't know what to say. I know. I've embraced it. I just fumble over it yet. I'm still not there yet. But yeah. All right. So um, let's jump right into show forty-one point five for Wednesday, March twenty-second, as we discuss the fifteenth annual. Texas Challenge Mega and Festival. And Sydney is going to moderate tonight. And she's going to ask uh, Jesse and I questions. So, <laughs> Sydney, take it away. All right. I'm going to grill you guys. Are you ready? We're ready, ready. to an- answer almost anything we can that's okay. allowed in public. Uh- <laughs> Hmm. Okay, let me uh, change what I was going to... No, okay, just kidding. Okay, yeah, change that question. <laughs> um, Scratch that so, one. So, fellas, I heard that there was a big milestone accomplished right away. Do tell. There was. So anybody that was listening to when we... T- uh, was it a couple weeks ago when Garrick was on and we were talking about the Texas Mega? You heard the whole formation of the plan and us going down there and meeting up for the for the Texas Mega. When we did that, uh, we decided we were going to go out and do some cash and come in a couple days early. So 
just turns out that I was getting close to a milestone. So I talked to Gary before we got down there and said, Hey, I've got a whole list of caches. I want to go find if we come in early, can we do it? He was nice enough to let me drive around. And I was at 4,995 when I got off the plane, I think. And we found some fabulous caches at that time. <laughs> we may have, <laughs> we may have I, rushed around to get a few caches just to get the numbers just right. I think we, I think we literally did four lamppost caches. I think we did. Maybe we might have, but no, we, no. I, there was there was one. May or the, may not have. There was one. In, right. there, was, there was one in a subdivision. Remember that one that was by the entrance to the subdivision? So it wasn't a LPC. That's right. It wasn't a lamppost. No, it was be uh I was so worried too because I didn't want to. And Gary was helping me double check it. I did not want to like <laughs> accidentally get the wrong cash for five thousand. So he'd stop and I'd we'd log it. it. And yep. I'm terrible. I always log it later. He was like, "Log it. Did you log it before we leave? We <laughs> go to the next one. Log it right now. <laughs> We're not going to screw this up. No, we wanted to have it just right. So we we had one good picked out for five thousand, and um. It was also, so it was a 5,000 milestone, but it was also the completion of another challenge. And we thought it would be an easy one. Mm, <laughs> it yeah. was probably the hardest one we did all day that day. The, uh, took us uh, over an hour. We were driving. So yeah, you can, you can talk about that, but the hardest part was driving to get there. Oh, that's true. We couldn't find the, the stupid entrance to the park. So <laughs> we spent, we spent at least 20 minutes just finding a place to park before we even could get on the trail. But we finally settled on a spot that didn't look too dicey. I wouldn't say it was legal, but I don't think it was, eh, it was questionable. We got into the park, though. It's okay. It was in a residential area, and it was right next to uh, the trail. And it actually had a park sign, kind of. So I think we were okay. Yeah, it said no horses, but it didn't say no geocachers, so I think we're okay. <laughs> yeah, you're good then. <laughs> so we uh, and for anybody that was, you know, happened to not be working in the middle of the day on Tuesday and re was able to log on, we yeah. uh, we broadcast it, and uh, we actually when we first entered the park, I was like, hey, why don't we periscope? Gary goes, why don't we wait a little bit? <laughs> then we get closer, and I'm glad he did because we, I think we we broke another record and made the longest periscope ever. Trying right. to find this cache. The longest periscope and not finding anything. And just, yeah. and just Oh, that's right. We didn't find anything on the periscope. But what's funny was we had <laughs> we had uh Scott Burks was on. And we had a lot of people on. Um a lot of good folks were on. Uh Joshua was on. Um but and people had some suggestions and I was trying to keep people entertained. I'd sort of uh I'd sort of I'd sort of move the camera and talk about the bikers going by the cyclists but and i think the entertainment consisted of making fun of me for not being able to find a cache <laughs> i think that was a lot of it but uh, and then my better half was on and she was giving us suggestions as well she was on the computer trying to yeah trying to help uh, us out so yeah so uh, doug doug was on there limax was on there and butterfly girl was on there i was on there for a little yeah, while and geo yeah. geo sherm yeah you guys Wherever have no idea is. it was me Whoever that person is. It was funny because I remember one really funny part was there was some muggles walking by and I guess they probably asked you like if you were okay or something. And Gary goes, yeah, it's okay. We're just looking for stuff. And <laughs> right. I was like, 
What? <laughs> stuff. Stuff. I don't know what to just say. Just looking for, like, drugs or something. Right. Is there, I don't know. Just a drug deal. Nothing. Move along. That's right. <laughs> just just keep go, go. And then, but, yeah, me. And then Christy saved the day. She does, and she um she won't let me forget it. I'm sure. Oh no, she's in the chat room. She's gonna she's gonna tell everybody about it. Oh no. So anyway, this uh so this was a double special cash because it was five thousand plus it was the last cash to finish Jasmer. Um, which so I got to show off the coin that I've had for over a year. Yep. No no numbers on there though. Woo! I have had this coin sitting on my shelf for a year, and now I finally get to activate it. It's the Jasmer coin. Yay. But, it's Yay. very cool. It's very cool looking too. That's a that's a cool Jasmine deal there. It's a nice coin, and it comes with a little pin. So I don't know what I'd put the pin on, but put it's on still pretty hat. neat. Get my hat. There you go. Put it on, on your hat. Yeah. Well, you signed a Jasmine challenge, so you're gonna have to finish it soon. So you can oh, have. Oh boy. Pin. What's funny is we actually got. I went and looked the other day, and just on our little uh, uh, weekend or week, I filled in a lot of spots. I filled a lot of fizzy. I was oh, shocked. Nice. Yeah, I was. I was surprised to look and see all these spots that I had just had worked. So I'm going to work on both of them now. Uh oh, so. we heard it. It was set tonight. You're going to work on Jasmer and Fizzy. And Fizzy. Yep, those are my two things for this year. Jasmer. We're going to hold you to it. So anyway, we're going through this cash, and we fell prey to a very rookie mistake that I'm sure we have complained about other people doing. It was a traditional, so we went straight to GZ and didn't read the description, really. Right. So, and? <laughs> so this cache was so old that it was really more of a puzzle as opposed to a traditional. But yeah. this, I guess, was in the very beginning. So It's like October of 2000, right? Was the... uh, November? November of 2000. November? Yeah. Okay, October 31st? Oh, October 31st. No, I think That's November. Right. No. No, it's October. Is it? November 2nd. Yeah. October 31st. Go ahead. Keep going. Either way, <laughs> it's an old one. <laughs> and, and Are you sure you got the right month, Jesse? It's filled in. I've already checked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, so we, what we should have done is read the description on the cash page. However, even if we had done that, it was giving us information based on something that was no longer there. So we ended up finding the cache. Gary found it um, about 350 feet away from GZ. So right. we found right. it, but it took us, what, 20 mm, plus, 30 mm, plus? Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, come keep on going. now. We can, we can edit this for Come on. Keep going. For now, sake. What's funny is, is it really, was, really became an adventure. It was a lot of fun because – uh, we're like looking at clues. We're reading the puzzle. We're reading like the puzzle that's on the description page. We had people on Periscope who said that they'd been out there before, and it's like, okay, this the one of the items that's in the puzzle or is in the poem is not even there anymore. And we got it. We end up with a direction, so we were like heading in southeast. We had no idea mm -hmm. how we could be going. We could still be going southeast. Who knows? But we finally we found it. It was cool. And that made it more fun, though, really. You know, we were, if we had just walked right down and found it, it would have been kind of anticlimactic for driving down to, or flying down to Texas, 5,000 milestone plus Jasmine. And then when we just walked right up and found it, it had been kind of boring. So I, I'm kind of glad it worked out the way it did. It was, it was fun. It was. Yeah. Looks like you guys uh, had a little adventure out there. Yeah. We did. That's, that's for sure. 
And uh, you tried to do a tree climb cache at, at nighttime? Yeah. <laughs> was, I heard. Uh, here we go. Another, another smart thing to do <laughs> is try to do a tree climb at night. And we didn't know a tree. And what was right. that one rated? That was a 5-5. Five, five. Five, so five. that sounds good. Let's start that at night with no information. Yeah, right. definitely. Idea. Great idea. And we don't have in our one one of our flashlights isn't working. So I'm using I'm holding two iPhones <laughs> with the with the lights turned on and I've got them kind of out like <laughs> I got them I got them moving out like this like I got two of them like I'm holding like a hand a of fan or something. Like a hand of poker or something. I got them I got them like that so that both of them are shining. And so Jesse, we picked a we can't see it. We can't because obviously it's it's more it's more difficult than you can't just look up at a tree and see it. And so, especially if it's dark, it's dark like pitch black. And so we're doing this, and I'm like, he says, "Well, let me try." So he climbed one, but of course, it ended up not being the right one. We went back. We went back the next day, and boy, yeah, and it was. But you know, in fairness, you know what you're getting into when you you invite me down to go cashing. You know, we're gonna do something stupid like that. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. It, Not the only stupid thing you did, I believe. No, no. no. What are you talking about? In we, fairness, we did also avenge that cash the next day. Right. Yeah, we did. We did. And, and we weren't we, even in the right tree. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, so later that day, we ended up on the north side of town, and we went to a, uh, a cash called El Diablo, which hasn't been found recently, and we went ahead and just tried oh, yeah. it. But it's a mess. It's on a, it's on a bridge that's really difficult. I mean, it's like part of the bridge is gone and so we're kind of struggling our way out there you know jesse just runs right out there because he doesn't you know <laughs> I, i'm going I, go, I got about a, i got about mostly halfway jesse went to the other side and kind of moved back and forth we couldn't find it but it was fun we that's a fun dnf those are the kind that uh, i don't know are they good caches are they bad caches I mean, we had an adventure. We enjoyed it. it, it I had a lot of fun. And just, just to be clear, because Christy's in the chat room, we were completely safe while we were doing that. Oh, we were. However, now, uh, yeah. it was a lot of fun. It, that was just as much fun as some of the ones we found, though, because mm -hmm. of the situation that we were in. You just had to be careful. There was a couple... Couple, couple of the railroad ties are gone, so obviously you could see it. It was, it was, it was light, so we could still see stuff. I wouldn't do it at night. <laughs> No way I'd do it at night. No, probably not the smartest to do during the day, but it was still fun. So it, we, well, we had a lot of fun. As long as you're careful, because most of the most ninety ninety eight percent of the railroad ties are still there. There's a couple yeah, of that, missing. Absolutely. We we didn't get that one, but we did avenge the tree, so that was good. Mm -hmm. Right. And we ran all over and then, that day. So we were. Yeah. That, then it was. It's like we haven't even been to the event yet at that point. Yeah, that was oh. what, like Tuesday, right? Tuesday, and Wednesday. Tuesday and Wednesday, yep. And yeah. then so on Thursday, you guys went to Tyler, right? We did. Was it Thursday? Thursday we went uh, down. Yep. And they had the, the drive-in with, with Treasure. That yes. Was, that was cool. Go ahead, Jesse. Very cool. That was great. The I, I think the coolest thing was... Uh, Gary got up and, and kind of announced what was going on. Um, and people were starting to realize that they were at a historic first for geocaching. So this was an actual geocaching movie being premiered um, at a full drive-in, like a real drive-in. So full screen, like a real movie is. 
and uh, being premiered right before Omega. Um, and that, that movie is going to keep building and getting bigger and bigger. And all the people in the audience were kind of realizing as Gary was talking that they were there for historic first. So they get the, you know, Nana, Nana, boo, boo to other people later because they were there for it. So it was, that was a pretty neat experience. Don't you think? Yeah. And what's really cool too about it is that even though it's a drive in and, it, and, you know, I think it's somebody says like one of the, one of the last drive-ins even in, in Texas and, uh, or at least in North Texas, there's no, there's none around there, but it's kind of high tech because they don't have those for all you, for all you people out there that are about my age, you remember drive-ins and you remember that you had to pull up to a post and on the post was a speaker and you could like take the speaker off and like hook it to your car. You could just leave it there and listen or whatever, but they're high tech there. It's over FM. So you get the full stereo effect of the, uh, the movie in your car while you listen. So, and they also blare it. So we sat outside, we didn't even have it on, but they, they, uh, they turn the sound up in the booth and so you can hear it throughout the whole area. So, but it's, it's surreal cause you can walk up, you can walk up to the screen and look up and you can kind of watch the movie from a real weird perspective. But uh, it was neat. We had a lot, there's a lot of people out there. I think Garrick said there was a, around 200 uh, folks watching the movie. Um, so it, it was, it was good. And yeah. And uh, I think people enjoyed it. Don't you think? I mean, we heard people talking about it and um, you could hear some of the car windows were down and, you know, when the, the Easter eggs would show up during the movie, you heard a lot of chatter throughout yeah. the area. There's that. Right. There, there's a couple points in the movie where, without obviously talking about too detail, because people, you know, I don't want to spoil it for people, but there's one point that's very funny. And <laughs> I was kind of listening for it. And when it happened, you could hear the whole place kind of laugh with it. So you could tell people really engaged in watching the movie. And uh, it's kind of... Um, uh, I was talking to some people afterwards and there was one person who uh, they, were, they were walking through and they saw somebody and they were like kind of affected by the movie because there is um, uh, it has sort of a very besides the geocaching and kind of the fun parts of the movie it has a very serious uh, element to it when it talks about um, cancer and it talks about you know uh, family members dying and you know that really affects a lot of people because it you know cancer affects a lot of people so um, it it, it kind of drives home some really um, emotional things in our lives yeah it was, it was good people reaction was good to it and this is where I get to tell on Gary so Gary's trying to play it off cool right now but we're walking through and he would stop and be watching the movie and start quoting lines to it <laughs> and getting into it and anticipating things. He was getting all into the movie. Being he kept nerdy. walking up to it. Oh, he was loving it. Don't even don't even act like you're playing it off cool. You were walking around with me. I saw you. He's like, I've seen this movie already, guys. Uh, I mean, everybody yeah. was in their cars, so he wasn't doing it for anybody else's effect. He was just getting into the movie again. He would turn around and go, oh, I like this part. And we'd start watching it. <laughs> it well, was, was great. It was I'll funny. Like I only did it a few times because that's kind of like I don't want to. It was I wasn't trying to be arrogant about it. I just was trying to. No, and nobody could hear you. Everybody had was in their cars. <laughs> it was just us walking around, and that was even why I could tell you enjoyed it even more. You would stop and turn around like you haven't seen it before, right? And you would get caught up in a scene, and you would say something before they said it. It was great, but I mean uh, that just kind of speaks to the fact that it's it's a legit movie. It's not, yeah, you know, some little 
short or anything like that. That's just trying to throw geocaching in. It was, it was a legit movie and people were getting into it. And I think they really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's, it's funny because yeah. D- Limax put in the notes about Rocky horror. It's like, I've, I've, I've seen treasure so many times now that I, it's almost like that. I can kind of quote parts of it. So I stopped, I did it for a few minutes and then Jesse's like, you gotta stop that man. You gotta, you gotta stop. I'm like, okay, I'll stop. That's cool. okay. you, you were enjoying it just like everybody else was. And I think at the very end we saw that, you know, we got that confirmation that people were enjoying it. So. Yeah. And what's funny too, is that, um, I didn't even think about it. And it's like, I was so caught up in doing so much other stuff. Cause we were so busy with that, that, that event. And so I didn't buy popcorn. They, they were selling popcorn and all that stuff. We could have oh, really, no. I know we missed all that, but uh, that's okay. No, that, yeah. That's part of working the, you know, getting everything set up and making sure everybody else can enjoy it. And, and that popcorn smelled good too. I wanted it's some of that. So it was neat. So that was a good, that was a good evening to, to kind of kick things off. Yeah, yeah, it was. And people genuinely clapped at the end of it. You know, that you, you do that. You see that every once in a while in a movie theater or whatever, people will clap at the end of it. If it's a uplifting story towards the end and people were actually clapping, they had their windows down enough that we could hear them clapping at the end. So, that's I'd say that's confirmation of that it's I think yeah. it's going to do it's going to continue to build within our community. Yeah, it's great. And there may be opportunities in the future, too. So just kind of keep your eye open for possibilities. So, yeah, absolutely. And so what you get you guys on Friday? You did you did some lab caches, I hear. Oh, we did. We did. <laughs> Jesse wanted to do the lab caches. Jesse's got to Jesse's got to tell this story. So, um, had to do the lab caches because you only get those at Megas, so they're pretty unique. And for anybody that hasn't done a lab cache, what it is, it's a temporary uh, web-based cache. Uh, it's pretty much experimental in the fact that the organizers of the Mega get permission from Groundspeak to put out ten, uh, you know, geo temporary geocaches around town. And they can pretty much make them whatever they want, and with the only goal being that you have to find a code. So you get a code, you plug in the code, and then you get credit for it, and it counts on your profile. Um, there's no difficulty or terrain rating, but it counts in the numbers as it totals up the total number of caches you found. Um, so we went around doing the 10 uh, lab caches. They were, at, I'd say they were at pretty good locations. They, they had them strategically placed in historic locations around town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, um, they, they picked some good spots. They, they wanted, and that's kind of the point, too, of a lab cache is to try to get people to kind of branch out and get into the, the city or wherever you're supposed to be and to get kind of a, a, a feel of get, a, get really a flavor of, because, you know, we ended up at the airport, which I'd never been out there, and it's kind of cool to go see the airplanes that are out there and, you go to um, university. I never saw that one um, science uh, thing that they had set up before. So there are a lot of cool things we went to. Yeah, they were cool. And lab caches are kind of interesting. So I have a little experience with lab caches because I I got the fortune to build some for Omega in the past. And uh, because they're experimental, they're still changing things. Uh, it's all web-based. They're can or or doesn't have to be a container. Um, and they built these in a similar way. And I know they had a little short snafu the first night. Some of them didn't go live when the other ones did. 
So they were struggling to try to get those done. And I know headquarters got them, got them released before the night, the first night was over. Yep. Um, and then there's always a balance. So lab caches, the interesting part is lab caches. You're trying from, from the building side. And so I know what they were going through. You're trying to make a code that's unique enough that people won't guess it and just guess the lab caches from all over the world and get credit for them. But that also work based on the information that's in the area. So those were, those were tricky. I would say they were tricky to try to get the answers exactly right sometimes. Right. Yeah. And they're, they're really good. I mean, we, um, well, Sydney, you've done we, them. I mean, uh, what, yeah. I mean, you did them, you did them in Denver. Did you, did you say you've done them other places yeah. too? Or, I've ahead. done at least, um, some of them at every mega I've been to and they're always different. Um, the first one I did, they kind of had some little gadget caches that they hid with, with the code words inside. Um, another mega I went to, they had them spread out over like 30 miles, almost all the way across the state because it was in Massachusetts. Um, and in Denver, they did it a couple different things. They had the the beer, the, <laughs> the breweries. Those were cool. They Jesse's also did full some. For that. Yeah, I, I know. That, they but... had some on-site ones. They did even like a, a podcaster had like a little speech that they give, and they you know kind of hid the the code word in there. So I've seen them done quite a lot of different ways. So it's 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 kind of cool to see what people come up with and places they can bring you to. And we had one that was kind of unique in that um, it took you to. Because what we did, and this is kind of, I think this is kind of a great idea. I mean, we, we didn't really think of it off the top of our head, but Jesse, I think you came up with this, Jesse. I think you were the, the sharp one here. But um, <laughs> instead of, because the lab cache will, show to, will, will say you're so far away from it, but instead we grabbed the coordinates and just did a waypoint. So we grabbed an event and we just stuck... 10 waypoints on it and we just went from waypoint to waypoint which is it's a little easier to drive around and, and hit a waypoint than it is to to stare at the lab cache screen and it say you know you're now you know 0.2 miles away from it or whatever right so we did that which really does help so i would suggest folks in the future if you ever have to do one i think that's kind of cool just add a waypoint makes things quicker what's interesting is one of them we went to um it takes you to a spot, but that's not where the lab cache is. And so you have to kind of walk some, and we didn't really walk where we were supposed to walk, but of course, of course not. Cause it's, you know, it's two guys who don't know what they're doing. Um, and so we did get some help though. No, it was, was funny. Yeah. Well, yeah. So what's funny is, yeah. So, so we ran into some people. So tell, tell them about that real quick. So we're obviously everybody's in the area doing lab caches and, um, and I, we're still not, we're going to make sure that we don't say any codes because people can still log them right now. Yeah. So there's still a few days left. So we're going to not say anything or even the answers to any of the questions, no. but there was a question and part of it was a tour based on some plaques that were on the ground. Um, and there's a starting point and an end point. Well, what do geocachers do when they're <laughs> going after a geocache? They take the most direct, route right so we walked so, <laughs> the start point to the end point and avoided all the possibilities along the way and so we like, did that a couple times and we coming back and these three nice ladies where were they from Los i don't San remember they were. they're from california okay so they were in town and obviously they were doing the lab caches too and uh 
they stopped and we kind of walked. They're like, no, well, let's go this way. And we kind of finished the last couple. So they're in the town square kind of. We finished the last couple uh, lab caches with them. And they were the nicest ladies that were helping us out. And they were like, because we just want to take off and go the other direction. Well, let's walk this way. They were, uh, they were very, I think we ran into them a couple times and then we got to see them a couple times later in the weekend too. Yeah. We saw them, we saw them back at Harvey hall, which is where the, the kind of headquarters for the mega and, uh, got to, got to jet, you know, talk. They were funny. They were great. They were just having a ball. I mean, they were just, uh, wearing their funny hats and, uh, we just yep. we just had a we had a great time. That's something that happens, you know, on some of these things. That's the cool thing about a lab cache is get out and kind of, or just you know. geocaching in general. Exactly. You know, where else would we meet these three ladies from Los Angeles that have come all the way, you know, and and met at the same location? And then we get to meet them a couple more times, and they were just tons of fun to get to talk to. And what what other chance or what other you know sport or hobby out there do you just get to meet? random cool people like that and, and get to talk to them and, and have something in common immediately. So yep. that mm-hmm. was, that was a pretty cool experience during the lab caches. Yeah. But uh, butterfly girl was there. <clears throat> she was, she came all the way from, from Virginia to she's doing a road to 5,000 kind of thing. And she finished up all her lower 48. So we got to see her, uh, see her there. And she made a note that about the lab caches that the, those, those four in that one little area, she thought were very fun. And I agree. I think, I think all were fun. We, we had a blast doing them. I mean, it really was, it's just, they are fun, but, and just like, you know, people will say they can be frustrating because by the very nature they're experimental. Like you mentioned the GPS thing. Well, it doesn't work perfect because it's not a, a polished product that's out. It changes every time. So we get there and we're trying to navigate within the app and it, you know, like, like the best cash type out there where I go, that, that compass doesn't always work the best. That's right. <laughs> so you have to, you know, manipulate it how you're going to, but it still gets you to the end and it's an, you know, there's, it's an add on bonus for the experience and it was a lot of fun. Um, but you had to, you had to get the codes in there and you had to think a little bit and it was, it was fun, but we got all 10. So it's, yeah. you know. And you, hey, 10 lap caches, that's great. You have to kind of too think about <clears throat> that. Yeah, because a lot of times you have to be very literal. You have to put in the correct spaces and so forth and so on. But one of the things I think for people who have never been to a mega or who have been and kind of know what we're talking about, and that is, you know, these are not put on by some corporate bigwig company that um, has, you know, f- a hundred people to, 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 to do one piece of a, of a corporate event or something. And we're talking about volunteers. We're talking about, you know, so sometimes I think people have way too high expectation for things. Um, and if you kind of just go with the flow a little bit and just enjoy the fact that you're not at work doing whatever in your, you know, because like you said, the, the, they didn't work quite right the first night they got it fixed pretty quickly, but still there's always, you know, and we, we had actually, we kind of made it fun. The fact that we thought we, you know, you'd put in whatever it was. One of them had a, one of them had a, 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 a punctuation in it this, this last time. But you had to get the punctuation just right with the right number of spaces. So it kind of made a little, we kind of turned in more like a game. And um, that's the thing. You just have to kind of go into really a, a mega general. And if things don't go exactly correctly, just 
Don't freak out. I could I could talk a whole show's worth <laughs> on that same thing, but uh, I I want to for people that don't know about megas and everything else, uh, they have a some people have a misconception that like so Groundspeak um, awards an event a mega based on attendance and everything else. What they don't do is come in and give a group of local cashers $10,000 to put this event on and a whole crew and a blueprint and everything else. Megas everywhere are put on, and some of them have professional people putting them on, but most megas are geocachers getting together, trying to come up with the most fun event they can. And as we all know, geocachers are, you know, they're, they're policemen and CPAs and uh, bus drivers and all kinds of things. They're not typically professional event planners. So there's, when you get that many people together, it's, it's hard to make it fun for everybody and perfect for everybody. It's just like when you publish a cache, even if it's the best cache in the world, not everybody is going to think it's the best cache in the world. So I think overall, and I know we're going to get more into the mega, but I think the mega went great and everything they intended to do. We had fun with it. So. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so Friday was actually St. Patrick's day. So yes. they had uh, a St. Patrick's Day themed event that night. Is that true? We did. I'm trying to find the. I had some swag around here. We gave away, but go oh, yeah, I'll, that I'll, swag I'll... went went away pretty quick. We had uh, shamrock stickers and uh, uh, what was yeah. it? The tattoos and necklaces and necklaces. We had the little uh, bracelets that you can get. That little green bracelets and. And that's great. So that was at our booth. So we had a booth at that event uh, for geocache talk, of course. And um, that was the first time that I've been since I've been uh, a co-host that I've been to a, a mega event and got to be part of that. And for me, it was great. It's even more getting to meet people at an event, you know, and I'm, and I'm normally so shy. I don't ever meet anybody, but <laughs> right. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> But this was even better. So we got to meet people nonstop and uh, people came up and they would start talking about whether the little slag, swag that Gary would have or whatever. And then we start talking about the show and I'm some people had heard of it. it and some people haven't. And um, it was a great it was a great way to talk to people from all over the place. We met people there from I can't even count the number of states, but multiple countries as well. Um, and they would. They would talk about how caching was in their country and and just the different challenges and, and the things they had done. And I think the furthest that we talked to somebody, the furthest away somebody had come that we talked to was New Zealand. Is that right? New Zealand wow. or, or Finland. We had a guy from Finland. Finland, I yeah. I don't know what the um, – yeah, that night we also did a bingo. Which you oh, probably, yeah. People have probably seen this before. It's a geocaching bingo card. That's what mm -hmm. I'm showing right now. And uh, the cool thing about this card is that um, so th there's different ones that, that Susan and I could sign. And, but there's one on here that Sydney could sign. What does it say? I can't and, can read it. And uh, Jesse could sign. And it is says, find a human trackable. Find a trackable human. Oh, that's human. me. That's you and, Jess, and, and Jesse and only like – one other person at the whole bloody thing. So, and <laughs> that was, um, Frankie and Frankie was busy cause she's, she's part of the event. So what you, so 
we had people coming over to the booth and of course they go are are you the the trackable i go no i could sign one they're like they immediately they're past me they don't want to, they don't want anything to do with me <laughs> they have one square left to That's fill it. and they had other squares. They said no interest in me because I could, uh, you know, they just wanted the, I, I'm not the trackable. All right, I'm done with you. Let me talk to the other guy. Hey, it worked out great for me. I loved it. It worked out but, great because we had a lot of people coming to our booth. So we were handing out did. cards and stuff. But yeah, so <laughs> he was, was signing. He was signing that. And uh, for people who are not watching the, they don't watch the video and they just are listening to the audio, um, the, the bingo card and Gary showed it. Yeah. Is uh, it's typically, and if you haven't seen it at one of the events, it's typically got what nine, fifteen, something like that squares. Yeah. It's got bingo across the top, so five yeah. by so five, five by five, five. Yeah. Okay. twenty-five, twenty-five. Free space in the yeah. center. Oh, look at that, oh, twenty-four. It's, it's geocaching and math tonight. I'm good at math. <laughs> She's good at math. But um, typically it's what they'll have is, it's and fun. it's a pretty neat. Yeah, it's a pretty neat way to do an ice. It's just an icebreaker, but you can do it at a geocaching event. And it'll say things like the newest person or just started geocaching within a month or found more than 10,000 caches, traveled more than two hours to get here. Mm -hmm. So everybody is kind of forced to go around and talk to people they don't know to find out who can fill in all these little squares. And um, that's great for a mega event like this one, but it's also good for any kind of event that has more than, you know, 25 people or so at it. I think it's kind of hard if it didn't have 25 people. (laughs) Yeah, but, you never get it filled in. <laughs> we could fill in multiple squares, I guess. But yeah, people sign separate. And some of these are tough, so you can kind of make up your own bingo card. I mean, absolutely. Have found and has found an ape cache. I mean, there's only like a couple people there that night that probably could sign that one, but you can make your own. But that's a neat idea to make like a little. It's like a scavenger hunt kind of a signature scavenger hunt. So anyway, I just had to show that because that was a fun thing that night, and then. Um, we gave out a lot of, and Susan did a great job there. Uh, we gave out a lot of these uh, Shamrock stickers. So, you know, we gave a bunch of those, and the kids came by, and we gave away these little uh, these little tattoo deals. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, and we gave away a bunch of these, too. Because, you know, cause a lot of times uh, little uh, bracelets, those rubber kind of bracelets. Jelly bracelet. Yeah. What's... And so what's what's kind of neat about what we try to do for the booth is we tried to uh, make sure and include because, you know, not necessarily the kids aren't going to have fun geocaching, but they're getting dragged around an event and it may not really be for kids. But we kind of and Susan did a great job of engaging the, the kids. We had we had buttons, too, but we've got rid of all the buttons. But uh, anyway, so it was a fun night. They they uh, <clears throat> they gave away our. Um, gave away well they kind of did they they did a, a, a hall of fame they have a, a texas sort of hall of fame and so they do uh um uh entry for that was announced that night so friday night was kind of a lead-in to saturday right saturday was the big day the big mega right yep yeah and there was the the coffee event was that morning too right yeah, coffee event was Friday morning. Okay. Uh, yeah, and so which was kind of cool. We met the folks that before the event they were filling little uh, goodie bags, which I thought was kind of nice for them to do. But we, um, they were from one was from Ireland. Is that right? Yeah, from Ireland, and uh, came into town to do some cashing, go to the mega, and I believe his. I may be wrong, but I believe his 
girlfriend or friend that was there with him uh, came down to visit too, and they meet up and go to to Megas and and travel around Cashin. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they were um, the bags that they made up. They were handing them out themselves. It wasn't sponsored by anybody or anything. And it was it was pretty neat little bags with water and bird seed and um, they just handed them out and were definitely helping the event early in the morning. And we, we swamped that Starbucks pretty well. I think they, they, I think they hadn't, well, they knew of course that the event was coming, but they had no idea how many people were going to show up and people showed up and just drilled right through. So that was, that was a pretty fun event. Everybody was getting excited about the events coming up. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, Valena mentioned too, the fact that they gave away these two cent pieces, the Irish two cent piece. So that was kind of neat too. If you got one, I got one, but I don't know if you grabbed one Jesse or not, but. I did. I got one as well. And I believe the story behind that is it's good luck. Mm-hmm. The two cent piece is good luck. So they were handing that out, kind of going with the whole St. Patrick's Day. And mm-hmm. that was a neat event to to kind of go into the whole to the whole weekend. Yep. Very good idea. Yeah, so uh, what did they you get there on Saturday? You, you guys had a booth on Saturday, too, right? Yeah, they it was kind of cool too. Is, um, we had um, the booth was available Friday night, Saturday night, uh, or Saturday morning, and then Saturday afternoon too, which we'll talk about in a minute. But so we got there bright and early, which uh, was early because <laughs> they start early. But um, it's kind of interesting. Um, I've never been to one of the, uh, this is my first challenge, uh, 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 Texas challenge. And uh, it's very unique. I'm going to let Jesse kind of explain about the, that part of it. But it's kind of interesting because you get there and there's a lot of uh, a lot of anticipation. Pretty much all, all, you know, the different teams have their shirts on. You know, it's kind of like they're all, they all kind of hunker down in their little groups. And so that was, that was kind of cool to start seeing the, the anticipation of this thing starting. It was, it was really cool. And for somebody that's slightly competitive like me, um, I was jonesing <laughs> to go jump into the competition. I was Gary and Susan were laughing at me. I'm like, I'm like getting antsy. I'm like, I know I'm not in the competition, but I'm dying. I want to go jump in. And he was uh, just going crazy. It's like, dude, settle down. He's like, no, man, I can't, I can't believe this. I'm, so, <laughs> I'm pumped up for this thing. I'm just getting, I'm excited about this event. You know, I'm like, it's okay, man. It's all right. <laughs> I, it's hard for me to be around competition and me not be involved in it, but they did a great job. So there's, they did a lot of good things and I've never seen it before. So I only had heard about it before. So I knew the general idea of what they're doing and the people, the core group that's in the, the meeting hall that we were at. So the actual location of the mega uh, was only part of the people that were involved in this event and that would be in and out throughout the day. Uh, the other part of their team are spread out through the city and they're all waiting. So they're all sitting, just waiting for the information to come out. They're waiting on that, you know, that starter pistol to go off. And um, it, like Gary said, that each team's had the different shirts. So you look around the room and it's like West Texas, North Texas, out of staters. Everybody's separated off. They've got multiple GPS devices laid out on the table laptops computers laptops yeah. everything papers and maps spread out everywhere and they all have had their own theory of how they're gonna they're gonna go do this and i think 120 caches is what temporary caches are yeah. what uh they're putting out that day and uh they're all from 
different ranges. So there's ones that are simple to walk up and find. And I believe there was ones that were up in trees and um, there were activity caches. So they had to go and complete an activity, which are one of those things where, you know, like one of them was tossing a, a plastic ring onto a flamingo, a little plastic flamingo. Very so they're, they're doing that, by the way, they want to get it done. Dreamly. Yeah. Oh gosh. And they're lining up people behind them and they're tossing these things and they're, they, they got to get three of them on before they can get the code to keep going. And, um, it was, it was neat seeing everybody just really ramped up and get ready to go. Um, and then they added an extra twist into it, which I thought was great. Uh, <laughs> some of them didn't, they, but I, I know they didn't, but I loved it. Uh, they were trying to build the stress and, um, of this event and the anticipation of getting ready to go. So they, um, it, I guess in the past they've just handed out USBs. Is that right? Yeah, They just hand them out and they, and they, they race out of there. But this so time, they, this time they didn't. The, uh, so instead of handing out the USB with all the coordinates of these 120, so they can transmit it to their team and race through and get all the answers back. I don't know exactly how they did it, but they brought, the team leaders together of each of the teams yep, there and seven, then gave them yep, seven teams. What they were telling oh, okay. me. Okay. And then they gave them a puzzle, right? Yeah. And they, they had to go outside and solve it together. Right. They had to do it together. All seven enemy teams had to work together to just get the event going. So they came back. So they went outside and I don't know what the, we don't know what they did outside. They solved this puzzle. Then they came back in and they all come to the stage, and I guess they got whatever answer they needed. It was, you know, they were conferring up at the top. And the organizers bring out a big, huge treasure chest and set it down on the stage, and it's got four locks on it. So now they've got to solve the puzzle to unlock each one of these four combination locks to get into these USB, uh, the answer keys, that, or not the answer keys, but I guess the coordinates that they're handing out. The whole time while they're up there on the stage in front of everybody, the whole crowd, all these 120, 200, 400, I don't have however many people, but the whole thing was going crazy. Everybody is yelling and screaming and get it, you know, get it, let's go, let's go. And they're up there on the stage trying to solve this puzzle in front of everybody to finally get this treasure chest open just to get the race started. Um, each, and it each, took them a while to do yeah, it, it too. Did. Yeah. Each time a lock would come off and it'd get flung on the stage, there'd be, oh, one more down, you know. Oh, they were cheering <laughs> like crazy. And, and one of the best things that they could have done, and I know people can, you know, there's surely somebody complained about it, but they wanted to keep pushing the, putting the pressure up and up more and more. And it's already in a frenzy in this room. So it's great. It's in a frenzy. People are just frothing to just run out the building. And, um, I think it was Garrick that got up on stage and goes, Oh, just by the way, uh, as you're sitting here solving this puzzle, we're constantly releasing brand new caches out in the city. <laughs> right. Actual <laughs> caches. So, <laughs> so people's phones are dinging and going off and it's just, it's, it's a melee. And, uh, it was pretty interesting. We tried to periscope a little bit, but it's, it's so much confusion going on. It was hard, but, um, they finally got all four of the locks. It was at four or six, but they finally got them all open. And of course, everybody cheered, and they handed the USBs, and that's when the the starter pistol really went off. And I don't know if we captured it well on Periscope or in our pictures, but people were sprinting yes. to their teams and sprinting out of the building and just running like the building was on fire. It was <laughs> it was insane. 
it, they built up the the tension so well. It was great to see the start of that race. Oh, it was incredible. And so um, we got to see, we, we saw some of the, the, the interaction and we, we've got some more um, information here. I got from, from Tom Brotherman, electric water boy sent me some information today. Um, so he said that they, because um, he played, this is the other interesting thing about the Texas challenge is you can play for any team. Now the North Texas folks are always, we'll, we'll talk about why North Texas <laughs> has their own little thing going. Um, but like Tom lives in central Texas and he, he played for uh, out of state, which was kind of cool. Um, they came in second, which was kind of interesting. He, his note here says, I was in total shock when they announced a second. I thought the absolute best we, we could do was third. Um, and then I won't tell who won here in a second, but because uh, he said that this one team, they have what they call SEAL Team 6, and they flat out move the entire, so they're moving, so they don't, so from what I understood, Jesse, when we talked about, you know, we have, they're planted all over the city. In right. reality, they have a group, and they're always mobile. They don't stop. They just drive around the city waiting for a, new, a situation that they need to jump in and take care of, you know. It's it's insane. It's very very competitive, but yet I, from what I could see, other than a few people were a little upset at the beginning, but overall I think people really enjoy it, and it seems like everybody has a good uh, outlook on it. Yeah, and I think everybody was having fun. I think all the people that were upset were not upset at the game or anything like that. It was just the tension getting to them. They wanted to get started. Yeah. I didn't see any any bad blood. I didn't see anybody yelling at anybody else. Um, and everybody seemed to be in good spirits at the beginning and end of the day too. Yep. So I guess we could tell who won cause obviously it's out now. <laughs> yeah. But for the fifth, fifth year in a row, the team that won was North. So North wins again. In fact, they put out a, uh, a photo. It was kind of cool where the, cause they, you get at the end of it, you get a, what's called a golden ammo can and it's a gold ammo can painted gold and um they do different things with them but you take it with you and so north uh they have a photo that they put on their their uh, facebook group and it shows all five ammo cans sort of stacked together because once they win everybody signs it all the all the all that whatever team is that's won it other teams have won in the past but uh, they're on a five year winning streak so that's kind of cool yeah i was like i said out of state came in second which is kind of which kind of fun to, to hear from them. We had um, we had a lackey come down. Um, mm -hmm. Meg um, Pony Stream is her GC coach. She is involved with the Geo Tours uh, with G with Geocaching headquarters, and we're going to have her on the show uh, in a few weeks uh, and uh, talk about Geo Tours. So it was kind of fun meeting her, and she was into it too, which was a lot of fun to watch. Oh uh, yeah. You know, so she got, she was with the out of state group and they, she's working really hard to, to, I mean, she's racing up on stage and helping them get the thing open and all sorts of crazy stuff. So she, you know, it'd be fun to kind of get her perspective, but it seemed like she, she really enjoyed it. In fact, um, the other note that Tom had, um, uh, I'll mention is that there was a, a fellow there. Um, he calls me, he says the Arkansas players driver was a muggle cop. 
so he wasn't interested at first. And of course, Jesse, you can imagine. They say he really got into it. <laughs> so here's a guy who was their driver. Cause see, this is the, the thing is they all have like people who drive that don't do the, they don't do the activities. They just drive. And apparently he was really enjoying this whole process. So I think we converted somebody to geocaching, uh, you know, once he saw uh, all the activity that was going on and all the excitement of all the, the geocachers. That reminds me of the other story that we have that I don't think many people know about a new geocacher. Well, tell it. I'm not sure which one. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> uh, so this was pretty cool. It started off a few minutes before that. Somebody came by, and this was their 1,000th milestone. Oh, which yeah, I yeah, was, yeah. I know yeah. you're talking about now. Yeah. So I thought this was – that was neat. She had a poster, and she was getting everybody to sign it. So the mega was her 1,000th milestone. And I thought, you know what? She planned that out well. She had a poster. Everybody was signing it. Nobody's going to beat that today. So like 20, maybe 20 minutes later – um, a guy and his son walk up and said, Hey, can you tell us what geocaching is? Basically they, um, they had heard about it. They heard about information in the event and they go, we thought we'd check it out. They so signed they just up. Signed yep. up yeah, on their phones. <laughs> they both had their little phones as a guy and his son. And they're like, um, so can you tell us what it is? And Gary explains to him, you know, kind of what geocaching is. And we talk back and forth and we tell him what everything is and what everybody's doing there at this event. So, we, we showed them how the app worked and everything. And the first, so their number one milestone, the first one they logged on their phone was the mega, the <laughs> Texas mega. They didn't even know what they were walking into. And they're like, Oh, cool. So this counts like, yeah. So then we go in and tell them, um, start, have, we kind of give them, yeah. How many people have mega as their first event? Oh, first, I know. First geocache. First geocache ever. And it's a mega, both of them. <laughs> so then we tell them, we kind of go through the whole spiel, you know, don't start with, difficult one start with a, a simple one and a larger size one because those are easier to find and you can get going with them easier so they go okay cool thanks and they leave we didn't think we we're going to see them anymore again you know so like uh so we go through the day and all this anticipation and frenzy is being worked up in the room for this event and they come back up and um we thought the question they were going to tell us is ask us is what what are all these crazy people in here doing but they said hey we found a cache and then we found we found we went and found that cache we were looking for. It was pretty easy, and then he found another one nearby. Uh, but we haven't figured out how to log it yet. So we're starting looking at his phone, and he goes, and it had this picture in it, and it had this paper in it. What they had done is found one of the hidden waypoints of this Texas Challenge Mega. As all these people are in here waiting to find them, and they came back in and had this picture, like, what does this mean? And it had all the answers on it. We're like, oh my gosh! Put that down. Put it down. Don't show anybody right now. Yeah, I had some. <laughs> all these people are frothing to run out. Right, they've got the answers to one of them right there on their phone as they're like. That is hilarious. Cash. Yeah, they have the codes on there, and so it's so funny because they're like, we just said no, no, just keep that one. That's just for you. You don't have to, don't 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 tell anybody. Yeah. So their milestones are one, the mega, two, a cache that was nearby, and then three. One of the hidden Texas challenge things that before anybody, <laughs> before anybody in the whole room, anyway. they have all these teams assembled. But, um, uh, and I know they were, uh, I talked to Garrick, the organizer and, uh, he was looking for him. He's like, that is the coolest story I've ever heard. And he was looking for, him. he was trying to track him down to give him a coin. He was trying to present him with a coin for just the neat, the neat experience for the whole story or whatever. But so that's, 
I don't know where they're going to go up from here in geocaching, but yeah, <laughs> they really. started off with a bang, right? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, so D is on. We had on a couple of weeks ago when we we were talking about the event. Um, so, um, she did a great job, by the way. She's she's watching right now. She's not in the chat room, but um, you know, it's it's neat. It's one thing I think we don't give enough credit. Um, or I, I try to, hopefully everybody else will. This is something I really encourage people to do is when you are at a mega or even at any kind of event, take a moment and go tell the people who set up the event or who in charge of the, you know, if it's a mega, it's, it's, you know, there's several people, but no matter what the size of the event, please go tell the people that you appreciate what they're doing. It's a lot of work. I mean, I, Susan, and I've done, you know, events for 30 people, you know, Jesse does events all the time. You know, Sydney's got Sydney. You got what? You got a, you got three Cetos you're going to pretty soon. Uh, maybe. Uh, okay, it's gonna be it's gonna be an early day if I go to all three. But oh, but you're one of them. You 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 uh, agree that you're gonna actually end up hosting in the in the in the long run because you so. But yep. But the but but still the point is that um, they you know they do a great job and that's something that um. You know, I just hats off to D and and Garrick and all of the East Texas team that put put everything together, and then all the other. Uh, it's not just you know because it, it, it for the Texas challenge it moves around from area to area, <clears throat> and we'll we'll announce here in a minute as we wrap this up tonight where where it's going to be and where the next one's going to be and really encourage people to come. We didn't we didn't do the uh, you know we didn't do the challenge part. Um, but regardless of whether you do the challenge part or you don't do the challenge part, I'm sure Jesse's never going to not do the challenge part when he comes to these <laughs> things, but either way, it's a fun event. It's neat to, to either be an outsider and kind of watch it or actually be part of the group that does the, the challenge part we met. Um, and you don't have to come and get like, well, I don't really want to be, you know, uh, I kind of want to do it myself or whatever. We actually ran into uh, a lady and was do you th was that her dad, do you think, that was out there at the park that we ran into? Uh, I'm not sure. Relative yeah. relative of some kind. I don't think he geocached, though. I think he was just with her to, to kind of hang out. Uh, but she was doing the event by herself. And so she was enjoying the day just taking her little cart around and getting getting things uh you know signed up you know or stamped and all that so but she yeah they they came in late so they were just going to to do part of it and we we detoured them we saw them as we were coming through the parking lot trying to find another cache and like hey did you know like 200 feet from that one there's one over here and they were like okay well we'll go over there real quick and then we're gonna go back to the challenge <laughs> right <laughs> but, it was, but uh, no, it was good yeah and i want to second what you're saying and that when you go to these big events or even small events, take take the time to say, "Hey, thanks," because it it may just be a thirty minute thing for you, but for like this one, they were I know they were planning it for months and months, and this is an annual deal that they do, and they work with the city and they work with tons of people, and I think it went off great. We had a lot of fun, and you know we didn't have to do the work, and I saw all the work they were putting in, and it was definitely give them a minute and say, "Hey, thanks, this went great. I had a lot of fun." And that's, that means a lot to them. 
Lots of cool swag. Here's one of the the coins. Jesse will show some of his coins too. Other than this, this is the this was the rose one. That's a really cool coin. And then um, they had a tea thing. See, that's the other thing is there's a lot of cool side events. A lot of times with these megas, not related to geocaching. So you can bring whoever wants to. They had a nice tea party, from what I understand. And I got the little tea coin. Isn't that cool looking? Yeah. Yeah, with it's little roses coin. and all that. You like that? It's kind of neat coin, but. Uh, Anyway, um, show show the ones you got, and then show the show the Arkansas one too, quick, Jesse. While you're oh yeah, so this one, and make sure I'm not showing the codes. Nope. This one was given to us. Gary and I both got one uh, from a guy in Arkansas, and I don't know if we should say his name or not. I, I he would. It's Ken, okay. Ke- Kendall Coonanbud. Okay, I said no because we didn't ask him ahead of time. Um, great guy, and we talked to him about. Uh, a lot of caching and caching different areas and in his area and uh, very helpful uh, with a lot of information. He's, he's got a lot of good information and, and knew some of the people in common that we knew. And we got to hang out and talk to him for quite a while on Friday night and the day of the event. Yep. And Pretty cool. The, yeah. Not really nice guy. And it's just a good example of just totally across the country from both of us. And we were able to just strike up conversations and talk for, probably hours over the whole weekend, but, uh, just, just a nice guy and, uh, got to share stories and everything else. Never really, well, we've run into each other at events, but never really met before. And that's just part of that game. Let me show my other one off too. Oh yeah. You got the gold gold one, which Mm -hmm. of course is the yellow rose of Texas. Right. Um, which has been activated and maybe somewhere possibly (laughs) on the geocache talk, website mm. you might be able to find the code and be the first one yeah to discover that nobody's found it yet no nobody has found it yet um so maybe if you get around on the website and play around a little bit and it's yeah. not hit if it was hidden it would be hidden hard i'll, right. I'll say that yeah so it's a geocacher group right so we're not just going to give yeah. it away it's there it's out there you can find it so. i'll be curious to see who the first one that can actually find the code and discover yeah. it is that is, it that better is. not be one of the co-hosts. I'm just saying. No, so. we're, not, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. No. Um, so next year is going to be on March 10th is when the event is. Um, the GC code, in case you want to mark your will attend, is GC71QAW. So I don't know what those are in correct terms but q is in quarter a is in apple and w as in we all want to go to this event <laughs> good one you like that so it's, it's good we, do, we do have a final note for sunday but so um sydney you had to sit here and listen to all this yakking this whole time what what are your thoughts on what you've heard well, it sounds like you guys had a very uh, interesting week, got into some trouble, made some friends, talked to some people. Um, but I've always been interested with these kind of challenge-based, like, go out and find a bunch of caches and get points and see who wins kind of thing. So I don't know if I would do it more than once, but I definitely want to try something like that at least once. Sounds like a, a good challenge. 
Yeah, they, they do it differently. And like next week, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Moga because Moga began after they went to after someone went to the Texas Challenge and they created Moga. Moga's different. Not saying it's good or bad. They just went a different route. So it'll be interesting to see because this will be my first Moga coming up. So they kind of took it and tweaked it a little differently, which is good because it makes it, you know, so it's not always the same, you know, we're not doing the same thing. So, um, but we'll get to that in a second. So Jesse, you have a final note about us getting you back to the airport that on Sunday. Oh yeah. So this was a pretty cool milestone. It was an unintended milestone, but we're driving back to the airport and they're, they're going to go and drop me off and we have to stop for gas and of course, what do all geocachers do when you're getting ready to stop for gas on a road trip? You check to see if there's any caches in the parking lot. Turns out there was a brand new cache in that parking lot. Had not had been published, but nobody had found it yet. So we're like, sweet, gas and an FTF. We whip in there and um, we get the FTF and uh, then we go to log it and it's locked. I'm like, we. All of us were confused. We're like, we've never even seen that before. But we know they had released a bunch of them, you know, and we didn't get to talk about it, but they introduced one of the new reviewers while we were there. Um, so he was the one that had published this cache. I sent him an email real quick, and within 20 minutes, uh, he responded back to us and said, yes, that cache is good. It's published, and something happened, and the, the button didn't get clicked and didn't get unlocked. So he unlocked it, and we were all able to – to log the find. So we got an FTF um, and then got on the airport, flew home, uh, got home and got packed and did all the, un, you know, the stuff you do when you come home from about six or seven days. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, we get a notification at night, later on at night, a brand new cash came out and it was right down the street. So we rush out, we go down there and we get there and blam FTF. We got an FTF for our second state in the same day. We got an FTF in Texas and then an FTF in Colorado in the same day. I'm looking for the challenge somewhere that that qualified me for. It's got to be somewhere out there, right? uh, Non-contiguous states. So you'll almost have a special challenge. They're not even next to each other. so Like a thousand miles apart FTFs in the same day. That can't even be a... I'll never get to do that again. That was totally luck on both of them. We didn't, you know... So that was yeah. great, but and we really didn't get to. We'd be here all night talking about it, but there was tons of other stuff that that oh, came up. It was a fun trip. There was five fives and challenges. We could talk about the challenges for a whole show. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, of course, tree climbs and a good discussion that I thought we we're going to get to get into tonight, but we're going to have to have a whole show for it. But the uh, we're going to do a whole the true difficulty that. terrain discussion, which yep. I think is going to be um, April ninth, contentious. 9th. Yes, yeah. but it's gonna be fun. It's a, it's a great. Jess and I talked about that for gosh, at least an hour or more in the car, just having a f- fun conversation. But yes, in three weeks we're going to have a show, show number forty four. We're calling it the DT ratings. Let the loud shouting begin. Yeah, we're hoping not to get that explicit red E right no. there on that show. Right, we're going to keep everybody tame for that one. Yeah, Jesse. Hey, easy. <laughs> Why you gotta Why you gotta blame it on me? That's right. <laughs> that's but that's gonna be a good one. But those are the things that come up from just you know getting to go and hang out with people and cash with them and stuff. You start talking about caching and a lot of those deep discussions come in. All right, 
Uh, final thoughts, and I'm going to do the coming soon's and the end of the show. Do you have anything else you want to say real quick? Or did I scare you off? I'm jealous. I know. We felt so bad. What's funny, too, is during the week, we kind of felt bad that Jesse was or that Cindy wasn't with us. So he called her in, <laughs> in the car. And we kind of had, we did. We really did, Sydney. We felt, we did feel bad that you weren't there. But we also thought we'd have a little fun with it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, because we, we knew you were buried. How many feet of snow did you have that the day we called? Uh, I think that day we got two and a half for three feet. Oh. Yeah, that's insane. I, yeah, I, that was tough. That would shut the whole state of Texas down easily that much. There's no way. We, they don't have the equipment at all to handle something. They have equipment to handle ice, but we're not handling that kind of snow. But but it was fun no. calling, her, calling Sydney and, say, and just kind of checking in and letting her know that we missed her. Oh, it's so warm out. We have short sleeves and shorts on. This is so hot. In fairness, one day it almost got down below 60, though. So it almost did. It was kind of tough. Oh. We started the day with hoodies on in the morning, and then we would, of course, they would come off pretty quick. So, Well, that's because we started pretty early. We had to get on the road to get <laughs> cash in. <laughs> it was, I, I'm still trying to recover from, it was glorious, but... Starting at 7 a.m., you know, that's we're cashing at 7 a.m. We're going nonstop till 11 p.m. Go back, go back to the room, just fall in bed, do the whole thing over again for six straight days. So, yeah, but you know what? You got to sign a bunch of challenges with stuff to work on for the rest of the year now. So, I do for the rest I of do. forever, <laughs> the rest of forever. <laughs> that's right. And I found I we did find I did actually found we did find a bunch of just regular caches too. So, yeah, we'll have to. I think we have a challenge show coming up. We'll have to talk about some of those that are out there. So there's some pretty fun ones that we came across. So coming soon to geocache talk next, this next week, we're doing three shows in a week. So I'm kind of confusing myself this Sunday show 42. We're having on Ryan Simmel. He is the, uh, grand head poobah for MOGA 2017. He probably has official title. It's better than that one. Uh, MOGA, 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 2017 in Manhattan, Kansas is weekend of April 21st. Starts before that, of course. Uh, that's the Friday. It starts actually, we're going to be there early, but, but uh, it, uh, everything kind of kicks off that day. We've got three announcements, three big announcements to make on Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. Jesse can't believe I didn't say any of them tonight because I can't keep a secret about anything. I, I'm shocked. <laughs> but I did. I kept my mouth shut. But we have three, three huge announcements. Uh, with Ryan, and we're going to talk about Moga. He was at the Texas Challenge. In fact, we we, mm-hmm. we hung out with him some. So we're going to have a cool perspective on. He's going to talk a little bit about his his experience. He's going to tell us about Moga. His um, tell us a little about the history of Moga, um, and also what we're to expect uh, with that Mega. And then the week after that, we're doing uh, on April second, show forty three. We're doing the Cito show. And for the Cito show, we have a giveaway for the Cito show. And here's the giveaway. I'm showing this gigantor coin called, it's got a cash in trash out on the front of it and it's trackable. I can't show you the trackable, but it's a regular coin. It's pretty thick too. So we're giving away this gigantor coin, which I think is really cool looking. Came to us, uh, was donated by, you know, Peter over at uh, IB Geocaching Supplies. You know, don't forget, he is the... The, the, the man, he's the, the person you go to for all geocaching uh, things like this or for 
containers. Go to ibgeocaching.com for that. And then the week after that, on April 9th, uh, we're going to do that show I was telling you about, the DT ratings, Let the Loud Shouting Begin. And we're going to talk about what a T5 really is. We're going to talk about what a D5 really is. We're going to look at the rules. We're going to look at what maybe they should be, what they shouldn't be, what people think, what people will yell about. That's okay. That's what we're, we're going to do the show. It's going to be fun, controversial. We may yell at each other. We might have some spirited opinions about different things. We, we covered those last week. We did. We had fun. Uh, we kept it civil, but uh, you actually kind of, kind of, con- you kind of converted me a little bit on a couple things, but uh, we'll, like I said, we'll talk about that in uh, three weeks. So, well, folks, we hope you enjoyed the show tonight. Uh, please email us. Your comments at geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at geocachetalk. Uh, my personal one is at Gary Slinkard. Uh, Jesse is at Memphis underscore Mafia. Uh, Sydney is at Shermanator GC. And Facebook, uh, you want to follow us or you want to get on to uh, facebook.com slash geocachetalk is the uh, page for that. We, we tend to put stuff on there uh, quite often now. Uh, since I've got help, I've got people to help me. Uh, there's usually a question or two uh, that uh, people throw out there from the, from, the, from the team. So, you know, definitely join that. We have a, we have a good discussion in there uh, all during the week. So uh, show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, as well as the Geocache Talk website. Don't forget to click on the subscribe button below so that you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis and until sunday don't just talk about geocaching but go geocaching good night everybody we'll say, found it.